One of the things that drives a parent crazy is what we refer to as signal behavior. Behavior that a child does because he doesn't have the tools to express what's going on, and so his behavior expresses that something's happening. We need to teach our children to talk so they don't have to signal us. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and this week we're talking about the importance of teaching your child to communicate. We do want our kids to be marriageable and employable, and so we need to teach them one of the skills of life is being able to communicate, especially communicate feelings, which mm. is one of the deepest levels of communication that you talked about yesterday. We're in a culture that doesn't express feelings well. We're in a culture that doesn't express anger well. I mean, anger is a reality. The Bible even gives you permission to be angry mm-hmm. and sin not. Mm-hmm. And we're in a culture that's so busy, especially since the three T's invaded the American family. The first T was transportation. All these T's, by the way, should have worked for us, but we end up working for them. The first T of transportation, now that we have transportation, we should be able to get places faster. But instead of getting places faster, we've added more places we want to get to to the calendar. I can get there and I can get there. Mm -hmm. And so that spread us out. And then when we added multiple forms of transportation within each home, that just divided the home. The next T was the television where the television invaded the home and it became our entertainment rather than we are our own entertainment. Mm -hmm. And then the final T is technology, which isolates that child. And we're going to spend some time talking about technology in a few weeks, but just isolates the child from anybody around him who cares for him and loves and puts him out there with people he doesn't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. When we see in a child a behavior of anger or all of a sudden shut down or whatever it is, we would call that signal behavior. Could be I'm scared. It could be something traumatic's happening to my family. And a lot of times, I know in my family, when my mom died, I'm the oldest child, so I was the strongest signaler of the pain. And I became very angry and very dysfunctional and, you know, went from A's and B's to F's in school and didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I was signaling, I'm in pain. Can anybody talk to me? And even though you probably weren't even talking either. Though. I wasn't talking and no one was prying. No one was pulling. So no one was opening. So kids do want you to pry. I think prying properly, proper prying. And I will say, I think with boys, you have to keep their hands busy. I think one of the greatest ways to pry with a boy is to take him fishing. Oh, I was going to say video games, a Uh, kind of video game where you can talk during. Video games are good unless it's such that you can't talk while you're playing the video game. Driving is good. Driving is perfect. It's wonderful. You're ruining Thursday with all the things we're going to give him so far out there (laughs) ahead. You're the gifted person here. I'm the remedial person. So let's go back to the remedial. I've had a lot of good conversations in the car. Yes. Oh, cars are wonderful. In fact, my son said the drive changed his life. Yes. I think what we have to see is our children come not equipped and mm-hmm. they could very easily go out the door not equipped to communicate. Mm-hmm. Hence, they're honking at people out there and they're mad at people out there and they're expressing loneliness. And I will also say this, the number of men who have ended up in my office because they've messed up in their marriage and saying that there was a woman at work who just got, she got me. Hmm. Well, she got you because you opened your heart to the wrong person. Right. But I will never forget a couple sitting in my office, and I asked them, how long have you been married? And he spoke first. He said, 18 years. And right as he finished, she said, about more like three. And I, I, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. And I looked at her, and I said, what does that mean? She said, well, we got married, and we did marriage for about three years. And then we just existed for 15 years. Yeah. And he looked at her in shock. An embarrassment. And said, I've been trying to tell you this. And you just don't want to have these discussions. I really, really, really believe if we raised a generation that could communicate, express their feelings, deal with conflict properly, we probably, my profession would not be needed except Mm -hmm. for very extreme cases. Do you think that 
different people have different personalities, obviously, and kids too. So their signal behavior is different though. I mean, some just stuff it in. I've seen others that just, they, they wear it on their faces. Yes. Others just, you know, cry all the time, yes. over emotional and, yes. and all I that. Think, so. I think all the above. I, I think when I, when something's going on in my life or something's fearful in my life or I'm being made fun of at school in my life and I don't know how to come home and say there's a bunch of kids making fun of me or if I do come home and say that my parents, oh, they'll get over it. Don't worry about it. Go tell the teacher. Rather than letting them talk it out mm-hmm. and letting them see some realities. I think Tori was in first grade. I, I'm not sure, but I think it was first grade when she had uh, some kind of earring. And when she had some kind of earring, there was somebody in the playground that says, I'm going to rip your ears off and take those earrings. And when she came home, we talked about it. And I let her talk and talk and talk. And I said, honey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I said, do you think she'll rip your ear off? I mean, do you, no, she probably won't. Will she, daddy? No. So what can you do? Well, I don't know. I said, well, let's talk about some things. You could go tell the teacher. Well, I would be afraid to. You don't have to. You could. Mm-hmm. You could not wear those earrings anymore to school. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you choose what you want to do. Right. And they were little Mickey Mouse dangly earrings. But helping them just talk and helping them turn the corner on, you know what, I don't think that's really going to happen. It's teaching them to think. It's teaching them to express. But what happens is if you don't give me that skill, then you have that child that goes into a hole and they go into this little emotional hole and they hide out in their room. And then all of a sudden they're looking for other people that are in a hole and they're all dressed in black now doing the goth thing because this is their new community because my parents don't get me or don't have time to listen to me Mm -hmm. or don't make the time. I'm not valuable enough. Of course, my dad's golf buddies are valuable enough for him to spend time with him. And my mom's telephone ministry, whatever that is, (laughs) has time for that. It's a matter of getting control. How many times do you pull up to a light and see four people in a car? All of them are on a mobile phone, all four family members, Mm -hmm. rather than saying moratorium, shut them down. I think you've got the others that are angry. You've got the others that are overly emotional and they get more emotional, more emotional, more emotional, because Mm -hmm. how emotional do I have to get for you to jump in and realize I'm hurting? I wish I could come and say to you, I am hurting. I feel bad inside. I feel inadequate inside. Please ask me. Yeah, yeah. They don't know how to say that. Right. Can we have time? They don't want to say that. And, you know, we talk about feelings and all that, but it's not just when kids are going through hard times, but also good times. It doesn't have to be so extreme as to be traumatic times either. It's the little things that matter to them. I remember being a teenager, I don't know, some crush on a guy, and I spoke with some adult counselor, something like that. And I just went on and on and on. Basically, the guy didn't even know I existed. And I kept talking and talking so much that this counselor person turned around and said, he doesn't even know you exist. So can you just get over it? Mm. And it hurt me so bad. Mm. Something clicked inside, said, you know what? This was important to me. Mm. And now as I'm older, I realized, wow, I was really, it was nothing that was going on. But you were a child. Right. And the same thing with little kids. I mean, my friend says he's not going to be my friend anymore. Mm. You know, you think, well, they're going to get over that. But that's important to them. And so how can you teach communication at that level? Yeah, I've got to get to that level. You know, Mm. if I wanted to teach communication to somebody who was Spanish, I'd have to be able to speak some Spanish. (laughs) If I want to teach communication to a child, I have to speak some child. And I have to listen. And I have to kind of remember, this is so insignificant. It's one of my, I don't remember which one, calling us that they're sliding doors to their closet. There's something in there. There's something in there. 
and wanting to say there's nothing in there, mm-hmm. but opening up the door and turning on the light. And for me, because I'm overly ridiculous, you know, getting down on my hands and knees to be ready for whatever it is jumping out. You make a joke Yes, out of and me. all of a sudden, oh, it was Roby now, I remember. All of a sudden, he's laughing, just bringing it down to their world. Like kneeling down to talk to them at eye level. Absolutely. We do that for other people's children. We don't do that for our own. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed when other people's children are talking to you and the other people are watching you, you try to affirm this other family by getting so down at the child's level that they go, isn't that nice the way he talks to our child? He's right down there. When it's your kids, not now, Roby, I don't have time. Right. Uh, Roby, I'll talk to you later. Roby, stop. I can't do this You'll get over it. Watch. When you grow up, you're not going to think anything of this. Absolutely. We've got to decide this is important. And this is not only important for their future. This is opening their heart or closing their heart. Opening their heart. To you, too. Yeah. You're exactly right. And if my daughter doesn't know that she has my ears and the ears of my heart, not just the ears of my head, there'll be a little boy that's happy to listen. Mm -hmm. He's got different motives than I do, but he's Mm -hmm. happy to listen. I make my children very vulnerable, just as we do in marriage, make each other very vulnerable for not spending time to communicate. We had the funniest moment. Two months ago, I quit drinking coffee, which was enormous for me. Wow. Enormous. I'm the guy who has had a pot by 6.30 or 7, (laughs) and then I have one with every meeting. And But what I didn't realize, it became part of our marriage Mm -hmm. that I would go off to a meeting, and if I could swing back by the house at 7.30 or come back out of my office at 7.30, we'd sit down and we'd have a couple of cups of coffee together, and we'd spend 20 minutes just starting our day. And then when I was younger, we'd spend 20 minutes at night or 30 minutes sitting on the patio having another cup of coffee and switching to decaf. But when I stopped drinking coffee, we lost that. And we were talking the night before last, Sunday night. How did we lose that? What happened here? We lost that. And we realized it's not the coffee. We don't have to do it with the coffee. Coffee became the excuse, but we were talking. Let's just find another way to do it. We missed the intimacy. Mm -hmm. And when we missed the intimacy, I got a little snippy this past weekend over something because we missed the intimacy. And we missed the, what did you mean when you said that to me? Mm -hmm. And so for all of us, communication is an ongoing organism. And for your children, they're looking and they're wondering, am I worth you talking to me? Am I worth your time? And mom, I've got a lot of things I'm processing in my heart and I don't know who else to process with. And somebody at school called me a dork and, and do I fit? And, and, and I'm not sitting at the cool table right now at lunch. And, and so am I special to anybody? Mm. Little wonder I'm going to find somebody special to be with on Facebook or this weird group that'll accept anybody at school mm-hmm. because I'm not the quarterback on the football team or I'm not a cheerleader, whatever girls, I never know what girls want to be, but whatever that is. And I think I've got to know I'm absolutely unbelievably incredibly special Mm -hmm. to my parents. When Rosemary's grandma died at the funeral, it was interesting to me that every grandchild, these are adults, believed they were her favorite. They just, all of them thought they were her favorite. It was a joke, and I guess it's kind of been the family joke. And as they're joking, well, I was her favorite, you know, and listening to them talk, I realized it worked. She really made them believe they were all her favorite. And I said, coming back, Rosemary, what did she do? She said, you know, you owned her when you owned her. We would go over to Grandma's in the summer. We would all be at at Montrose Bible Conference Center together. And when it was your turn to be with Grandma for tea at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there'd be cookies, and we'd all laugh. They were the stalest cookies you've ever seen. And she would just be looking at you and listening to you. And 
and you realize, no, I want her story. She was a missionary in China. I want her stories. Mm -hmm. And just you really felt like, wow, she really loves me. That was the value of the Wednesday morning, open up McDonald's with Tori every Wednesday morning, 6.30 to 7.15. Wow, my dad's really listening to me. Mm -hmm. And he's he's not taking me on. And I know he disagrees with me on what I just said, but he's still listening. But he also enjoys me because you can have communication with your child and clearly show, okay, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. You know? so you well, and so, watch. you know what? Here's what we have to say to parents. Fake it. <laughs> yeah. Fake it. You heard it, folks. <laughs> yes. You know what? This is your child. And I love my children. I would give both my children both kidneys if they need them. <laughs> but there were times at 12, I loved them, but sitting there for 45 minutes, I didn't like uh, and and talking about whatever it is we're talking about and these special socks that, that everybody has but me and wanting to say, wow, Tori. Get over it. Yeah, but what happened is it created a relationship with us mm-hmm. where both of my kids are two of my best friends today mm-hmm. because we learned how to communicate. It wasn't a relationship that we had to have because we're blood. It was a relationship that we wanted to have mm-hmm. because we had a relationship. Our children are screaming for this today, and they're screaming for it because grandparents aren't around anymore, Mm -hmm. and they're screaming for it because they're very lonely and isolated, and they're screaming for it because other kids are very hassled also, Mm -hmm. and so other kids in their world have become very, very caustic and negative and making fun of each other, and there's this feeding chain in the middle school. Mm -hmm. And so what we've got to decide is this is important. Opening up my child's heart, getting in there, it's so unbelievably important that I've got to open my ears. And the parent that wants to say, but my child won't talk, well, don't fill in all the airtime. If you're with your child and they're not talking, you either give up or you say, okay, you can listen to your iPod mm-hmm. or you can do whatever. Keep asking and keep asking and keep mm-hmm. asking. Walking into the children's homes at Sheridan House, the kids get dropped off and we pick them up. We have our own big vans to pick them up from each of the five middle schools. And they'll come back in. Each house has eight to ten kids, mm-hmm. all middle school age. When you come in the door at the end of school, you come in, you drop your backpack off, and you go into the big kitchen and you get cookies and milk. Everybody sits there for cookies and milk. And you would think, whoa, they like doing that. They love doing that because that's where it's just to take a break time. You don't have to be cool. You're back at your house. You're not in school. And where the house mom is there, the house dad's there, the behavior specialist is sitting over someplace else in case somebody has to have a Mm -hmm. one-on-one and talk about something. But you're special. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to you. Mm-hmm. And then watching each of them leave. And there always will be one that hangs out and say, Mom, can I ask you a question? Or Dad, or Pop, they call him Pop. Can I, can I go ask you? Somebody to listen to me. I'm worth somebody listening to me. It's not really what you say. But it includes probing questions. Well, wow, that's huge. That happened to you today? Somebody said that to you today? Wow, how did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And spending, oh, I don't know, made me mad. Okay, made you mad. And taking the time to slowly pull it out. It's our job to teach our children to be able to talk about their feelings. We're going to talk more about communication tomorrow. I hope you can join us for that on Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. If you want more parenting resources, you can find that online at shfm.org or hear this program again, download it. You can read the daily blog and get that in your email box, even Facebook, or find it on your Android app as well. That's all online at parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org.